Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Thursday morning. Plenty to get through as well. We know that the Inter-Dominion is taking up plenty of our attention and interest, but we're also racing locally this evening at Penrith where there are eight races on that card getting under at 6.17, the first of them. And shortly we'll catch up with Robbie Morris to discuss not only his chances tonight at Penrith, but also get a lead on Saturday night at Albion Park. We raced at Bathurst last night and it was a really solid night of racing as well with the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Western Region Finals for the two and three-year-olds as well as the Soldiers' Saddle Final. When it comes to uh, those regional uh, Breeders' Challenge Finals, Windy Hill Tara, the New South Wales Oaks winner of earlier this year, she was successful and was also able to survive a protest in winning the three-year-old Phillies edition over Savion and Modern Miley. Hypoactive, an interesting horse, very lightly raced customer, made it uh, three from three when saluting in the uh, three-year-old Colts and Geldings division. They went 154 and 4, 27 to leader to winner. And this guy's come from well back uh, to Storm Home. He was able to go back-to-back at Shepparton and uh, Wagga earlier on this year. And then he snuck into this event and has certainly sent tongues uh, wagging with that victory typical rock and roll heaven speed that he possesses so he's certainly one that we can watch going forward hypo active in the soldier's saddle final works for me continued on his good form as well for anthony frisbee he's now had the two starts in australia for two victories i should say she this betters delight mare winning in 153 and 7 so it looks as though she's not done winning yet. A very sharp last half of 28-1, So she looks to be certainly on the way up. Royal Cruiser, as expected, was able to win the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Breeders' Challenge Regional Final, the son of Sweet Loon, 153-6. and six. And Bernie Hewitt made it a late double with Platinum Jewel, making it a, another win on the card for Rock and Roll Heaven saluting and winning the two-year-old Phillies division. So some really good racing there last night at Bathurst. We also had that trialling session yesterday at Menanga where all results and replays are now available. I guess a a point of note uh, when it comes to Saturday night's Albion Park card, Jack Callaghan will be staying in New South Wales to take his engagements at Menangle in races like the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge Eastern Region Finals, uh, also the Brian Hancock free-for-all. So uh, Luke McCarthy will step aboard the likes of Spirit of St. Louis in Constantinople. So those drivers that you now see, uh, you can take as, I guess, gospel, so to speak, at Menangle on Saturday night. Probably a little bit of confusion around whether Jack Callaghan will be staying in New South Wales. He has been confirmed to be. So uh, important to note there, that eight race card on Saturday night certainly looks extra intriguing. One man who would I assume is not going to be at Menangle on Saturday night is Robbie Morris as he has, Pete said so most notably, engaged in one of the third and final round heats of the Inter-Dominion, a horse who's raced extra well right throughout the series and is looking to qualify for his second consecutive Inter-Dominion Grand Final. Robbie Morris is our guest for On The Pace this morning. Morning to you, Robbie, and it's been a fairly hectic week or so in your life, I would assume, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Penrith and Newcastle before Albion Park on Saturday night. Good morning. Morning, Britt. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a hectic week, especially with a young family, but um, we're getting through it all right, and we've had a bit of joy along the way. So, um, yeah, these are the races you want to be in, so can't complain, that's for sure. 
We might as well start off with Saturday night because that is such a, a program of interest. First things first, disappointing on Tuesday night, Funky Monkey underperforming, and I know she's a favourite of many. So can you give us an update on her? Yeah, she's really well. Um, she, her, her heart was actually back in from a arterial fibrillation the next morning, so she took no ill effects of that. She was um, back at Grant and Trista Dixon's property bouncing around first thing Wednesday morning, so... We'll just get all the right checks on her throughout the week. The vet's coming to look at her, pull some blood. Um, but at this stage, we'll just probably give her probably a month, three weeks off um, and just sort of get her ready for some of them bigger races in the early next year. But, um, yeah, look, it wasn't... It was disappointing, you know, especially the way it all worked out early. She flopped straight across and got herself in a really good spot. And I thought it was going to work out all pretty good, but uh, racing's a great leveller. And um, first and foremost, she... She's well and she's all right, so we'll bounce back and we'll bounce back from it. Great news surrounding Funky Monkey out of the trotting division. You've got two horses that are really uh, putting themselves into contention for the grand final of the pacing division, though. Has Kanina Provlima surprised you, Robbie? He was so good on night one, probably outside of his comfort zone, and then on night two in the slower run of the three heats, but also the quickest last quarter of the three was, I thought, super to the line again. Uh, he's going to, to put himself right into contention, I would assume, in this uh, second heat on Saturday night. He's flying. Yeah, he is. He's, um, you know, he's just one of them horses that's just got better the more he's raced. And I think Meningle's helped him adjust to the speed of the racing. Um, you know, his first up run was terrific in night one. and he, he did get left in the wrong spot for him, but they didn't go hard early. So I just thought I had to drive the race. It's hard when you're driving in these heats. After the first 300, I couldn't win, but I, I just tried to maximise our points by just sitting there quietly and not going for him until we had to, and he managed to get third. And Saturday night, Pete, to, you know, it was just hard with just how slow they went early and then rattled home the way they did. But, you know, he still, I think he got home like 26 0 0 himself. So, yeah, look, he, he hasn't probably surprised me. I, his track work suggests that he was handy, and his record suggests that he was always a nice horse. Um, but Barrier 9, probably a good spot for him coming up this Saturday. I'll be able to sort of. You know, tied with Swayze. I, I don't know if he's just going to get crossed like everyone thinks he is. I think he'll get out good enough, but even if he does get crossed, I'm sure Cam will be out and somewhere again. And, um, you know, we're probably going to be getting a nice sort of three, four fence trip, which is where I think he likes to be, and I don't mind my, being there myself. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's race number three. Race number four, you've got Pete said so engaged. He is, must be something about this time of year, Robbie, because he's just flourished in the last few weeks and particularly through this series. Both heat runs phenomenal. Yeah, the whole team's done a really good job with him. When he went up to Queensland for his little thing, he come home and he had two or three weeks off and it was probably the longest he's had off in a long time and the old boy's belly got a bit big. He sort of took four or five runs to, to get back to it, but he's been getting better and better every run. And I think Josh probably hit the nail on the head. He parked him up there a month ago and he went sat outside the leader and was super and he's been super ever since. So he's really raced into form and he loves he loves the concept of this series. I, I, it doesn't worry him to back up. He's such a good-looking rooster and he looks after himself pretty well. So he loves the concept of it and he's, um, he's been... I think the other thing too is they've left with some really good barriers, which I think helps a hell of a lot. 
What about on Saturday night? You've got the inside gate with Pete said so, which is a big plus. Actually, first, let's go back to Tuesday and, and the performance that he put forward. They've gone 151 and nine, and that's not far off the track record as alluded to. So uh, he was that really a career best run from your bloke? Yeah, I've got to say I was really, because I, I had to sort of pump him up real hard early, which he's not, he's quite used to that. I'd been over 2,100. I just didn't want Deus Ex getting across me. I was happy to all sit on speak the truth, but I didn't want to be three fence. And um, I'd do a bit early and then, um, obviously we got rolling along so that lead time and then that first quarter was pretty slick and then we didn't really get a breather but you know, I, I think it was for sure you know, 51 and 9 around Albion, obviously the fence is like gold there but um, yeah, I've got to say I think it was and he, he seemed to have bounced out of it really well I know he's a horse that has always raced really well at the shorter distances and I remember having a conversation with you last year around the the extra tripper and maybe not being his absolute pet distance but uh, on Saturday night you would hope it's I mean Mr McLaren's a can be a go forward type it would surprise me if they really wanted to burn him up early and uh, rock and roll do a query runner but if you can just lob uh, and I would assume wait for one horse that being leap to fame and get the cold run on his back there's no reason without being disrespectful that maybe he can't win that he can't run second no 100 percent you know i don't you know i won't be keen on letting anything else go other than leap to fame i think he deserves his spot from barrier one you know i think common knowledge how fast he is out of the gate so you know i'll be looking to be really positive early and like you alluded to i'd be happy to sit on leap to fame and yeah look i think if he does a good job to get the Larry Daxel, I'll be pretty happy. But, um, yeah, look, leave the fame in another world, but we'll do our best to chase him down. So when looking at the standings, Pete said so is currently in that uh, final 12 and Kanina Provlima is right on the cusp as well. So uh, I, I would assume you, you're pretty hopeful that at least uh, Nigel, as he's known, or Pete said so, will make his way through. And if Kanina Provlima can sort of run a midfield finish there on Saturday night or better... It's hard to do the calculations until the heats are run, but he could also force his way in. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that's, um, you know, he's sort of, I think he's only like one point off being in. So, yeah, look, I, I think, you know, for our whole team um, back home and, and Kez are up there with him, I think it's a credit to him. You know, we've got two horses that, look, they're not superstars and they don't have star quality about them, but to have both of them in the top 13 going into the last night, I think it's a credit to our whole team, and yeah, look, if things go Kanina Problema's way, and you can happen to run top five, and a few others get sick and draws and don't have a little bit of luck, well, you, you never know, yeah. Well, that Saturday night, exciting times were there with two paces uh, really in contention to make into Dominion Grand Finals. It's a, a special achievement uh, all in all, and for Pete said so, if he could book himself into his second straight grand final it would be much the same let's discuss tonight at Penrith whilst we have you try and fill our pockets up before Saturday night's into Dominion heats you've got Marywood Tony in race number two on the card he's won the four races this guy but I think he's getting better and better the more racing that he's doing only a three-year-old and sometimes taking on these older horses can harden them up a bit to racing he was fourth last week when Josh took the reins in quite quick time this looks like a, a winnable race for him, just a sticky draw. Yeah, that's right. Look, he, he's um, he's a lovely horse. Wayne does a good job with his team, only a small team, but he's, he is. He's getting a bit stronger too as he's racing more. He was 
probably a, just a touch soft early on, but um, as he's getting more racing under his belt, he's getting a little bit stronger. The draw's probably going to be a bit of a hurdle early. I don't really like to park him up. He's probably better if you can find the front or, or a helmet. So we'll just have to see where we log early, but he's, he's definitely not out of it. Also for Wayne Dimmick is Mary Wood Paul, who's gone back-to-back, but on both occasions he's managed to find the front. You'll be doing a pretty good job to find the front from the inside of the second row tonight. So is he as competitive off a helmet? Yeah, I actually think he'll race better off a helmet because he's a bit of a gawky fella, and he, when he's in front, he's pretty. you've got your job hands full, sort of keeping his mind on the job, and you've sort of got to be at him the whole time. So I don't think it'll hurt him to be driven with a sit, and... Um, you know, he's going into this race full of confidence and he's up and about. So hopefully we get a bit of genuine speed through the middle stages and he can, can do his thing late. Race number five, is he up to 75? And somehow you've managed to wrangle the drive back on Dance for Glory from Chloe Formosa, who's absolutely got him flying at the moment. He was a great winner there two starts ago in strong time at the short course. And to be honest, you might look at the, uh, I guess, beat margins at his last two and be slightly disappointed, but I don't think that you can be. He's flying this horse and uh, you're back aboard tonight. And you've got an ordinary draw to overcome, but it wouldn't be a surprise at all. Yeah, no, my old man Tommy, he's um, he's going really good. He, he loves his racing and his age doesn't worry him. He enjoys his job. But, um, look, Barrier 6 is sticky as well, but, um, you know, he's right in this race. If he can sort of slide across without having to do too much early, he's, um, his form speaks for itself. And Chloe's been doing a super job with him, but um, the way it worked this week, she, Dan Fernando got the better draw, so I got my old mate back. Well, he certainly has to be considered there in the fifth. And race number seven, Specialised Lou, is your steer here, looking to break the maiden as they all are in this race. You were aboard last time out, and generally if you sit parked in 57 around Penrith on a maiden and get beaten, well, uh, you'd be a little probably disheartened, but that just shows he's not going to be a maiden for much longer, this horse. No, definitely not. You know, he's um, he's, he's a bit green between the ears, but he's a lovely horse, Um he sort of hit the front last week, probably a little bit too far from home. Sort of the leader come back in underneath me about the 500 and he sort of just switched off. I think he just lost his way a little bit. But in saying that, he was probably still going to be beaten with the amount of work he had to do. I just probably thought it cost him running top three, looking around and falling a bit asleep. So hopefully, you know, if he could roll to the front tonight, he'd be winning. He's a nice horse. I think he's got a bright future. He's just got to put it all together. Yeah, good push there in race number seven for Specialize. Lou, appreciate your time this morning, Robbie. I know it's a really, really busy period at the present time, but we appreciate you making uh, some time for us and we'll follow along tonight at Penrith. Best of luck on Saturday night, particularly there at Albion Park in those inter-Dominion heats. Hopefully you can qualify one or two for a grand final. Thanks a lot. Robbie Morris joining us this morning. So Penrith tonight for Robbie and a good push there for the seven specialised Lou before he ducks off to Newcastle tomorrow evening before making his way back up to Queensland to partner uh, Pete Sedso and Kanina Provlima in heats of the Inter-Dominion. Also has a few other drives. Little Bliss goes around in the first of the heats and hands-on is an interesting runner in race number two as well. Comes up with an inside alley in a qualifying race. So it uh, would be some achievement for Pete Sedso to qualify
qualify for a second into Dominion. He looks in the box seat to do so, and Kanina Provlima has raced extra well throughout this series and could sneak in himself. So those three pacing heats and two trotting heats are to be staged uh, on Saturday night at Albion Park. Races one, three, four, five, and six, and markets are already available for those heats. Of course, we'll have rolling coverage on Sky Racing Active and we'll bring all of it to you here on Sky Sports Radio as well in terms of uh, the racing and also point score updates which will certainly hold plenty of attention on Saturday evening. There's also a very strong racing card out of Addington on Sunday afternoon featuring an Australian. We're not as promised the Queensland trotter goes around in the New Zealand trotting derby but that's going to be a great day all in all so you'll be able to catch all of that action as well. An earlier start for us, 20 past 10 in Sydney will be kicking off time for Addington on Sunday afternoon but many of New Zealand's very best doing battle there. That's on the pace for this Thursday as we've just previewed Penrith tonight with eight races getting underway at 6.17 and another busy day tomorrow with Wagga Newcastle and Dubbo all racing. Michael Gearham will be aboard tomorrow morning from just after 10.30 to find some winners.